Welcome to the Two Dudes Talk Tattoos podcast, a podcast so great it'll tear the pants right off your hind end. I'm your host, Ryan Othis. You can find me online at bettertattooing.com, the YouTube Better Tattooing channel, in Portland, Oregon at the Better Tattooing Tattoo Shop, or on Instagram at Ryan underscore O-T-H-U-S. My co-host for this show is Brian Matthew. You can find him at the Tailored Fit Tattoo Gallery in Rogers, Arkansas. Uh, all over Instagram, Facebook, and the other stuff. Brian Matthew Tattoos, Brian Matthew Illustrations. That's M-A-T-H-E-W, only one T. We're back, baby. It's season two. As a heads up for this season, we are going to be focusing on tattoo history. Well, last year we kind of just shot around and we're discussing some science stuff and kind of getting our chops down with recording and publishing and doing all this stuff and meeting a bunch of new people we're going to try to be as directed as possible so any of you listening out there if you know anyone who's involved with tattoo history whether it's in north america or any of the other continents that totally rock tell them to reach out to us we'd love to have some guests on the show we do have some surprise people that we've already booked which are going to be pretty fun and we're working on a couple more so i hope everyone is going to enjoy themselves this season and uh, be prepared if you do like the show we are going to be taking october to january basically off every year just for stuff we need to do and for planning and whatnot so if you have been listening and you've enjoyed it so far thank you very much for you know having us in your ears if you do like the show make sure you leave us a review on the podcast platform that you use i don't know it really helps us out if you go on there and do reviews we got a bunch from last year it was super duper cool and and you know we even made the top 10 in apple playlists a couple times which is amazing so we're hoping this year is going to be just as good if not better anyway strap in people here we go one last thing you can support the show if you'd like to support us look down in the show description for a buy me a coffee link and uh give us money it turns out that somebody actually did that, so we're like, maybe we should tell people about it. Anyways, thank you so much. We're back! <laughs> sort of. Sort of, sort of. I don't know what the fuck is going on with this uh, hotspot stuff, but evidently I used five gigabytes of data just logging into Zoom. I was like, what the fuck is that? So I had to buy more. And it doesn't make much sense. Nah. So I figure we'll see. I'm not going to spend more than 20 bucks on this. So if she works, <laughs> then I'll be right. Your fucking stream looks better though, dude. Yeah, I was noticing uh, when I was on Instagram and all that shit, like all the videos are way more clear and... Mm -hmm. Everything's just so much faster and stronger. Nice, dude. That's fucking awesome. Both Good old fight. Elon Musk. Yeah. Just making life easy for everyone, I guess. <laughs> you know, he's a pretty good guy for a supervillain. <laughs> That's what I was going to say, too. He's like the perfect archetype, you know, for a comic book series. <laughs> it's just a fucking psychopath, you know? Golly. And just like normal, every time that we end up getting on here, then I fucking, I had like five things I wanted to talk about and they just like <laughs> gone from my fucking brain. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm at the new space though. At the new shop. I don't know. Does it sound like there's a bunch of echo in my shit? I can't tell or not. So surprisingly, no, I expected okay. there to be. And it actually sounds pretty good. Yeah. I got so much shit on, on my, my end anyway. Here. 
that's good. Cool, man. Yay! The winter's done. Our break is finished. We're going to get back to it. I don't even know what to fucking talk about. It's been a little while since we've done this. You see, you're just like sitting there fucking drawing and shit or painting or prepping or something. <laughs> um, mixing paint. Oh, right on. Is that Smash the project? And shit together, see what color comes out. Essentially. Oh, right on, dude. I got a bunch of art supplies yeah, was... for Christmas. I'm thinking about trying to start painting. Because... All I'm trying to start cards. painting. Yeah, I want to make an attempt. There is no try. There's only do. <laughs> oh, Master Yoda. <laughs> You've been painting up a fucking <laughs> storm, though. That's crazy. Crushing stuff out. Yeah, man. I'm going to do something. You know? Yeah. I, just I made that post words. on Facebook. Was... The reality is that as a tattoo artist, you know, like it's really easy to get up or get caught up in the idea that. I just do fucking tattoos. Um, but in reality, I can do a lot more than fucking tattoo. Um, so it's the 2022 era there was just like forcing myself to remember that and actually paint, you know, yeah. like do real art Yeah. versus just the tattoo thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, actually, it's kind of the same thing. Towards the end of the year, I just... I was like, I haven't drawn, like just like done illustrations or drawn or done anything. And I was like, maybe I should start doing that. Hence, hence all the fucking birds. I don't know what else to do. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I did a rabbit. So, oh yeah, there you go. It's either that or flowers. I don't know. I've got, I've got stuff hung up for inspiration, old art projects and stuff inside of here. I've got some shit on the walls. You know, and it's it's kind of nice just being in a space where I'm like, you know, I could set up a fucking easel in here. I could set one up and I could do some little painting, you know, bit by bit. I don't have very good um, ventilation, so I've got to be careful with how I approach stuff, but it should be okay. <laughs> you know, I've been oil painting for a really long time and have yet to succumb. I was going to say, you're like glitching across my screen at the oh, moment. That's probably my shit then. Yeah, my internet connection is unstable because I'm on a fucking hotspot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how the tides have turned. I need to turn to Mr. Elon Musk. Try to get my shit right. It's not, man. I didn't have much faith in it when I was setting it up this morning, but it's surprisingly good. Yeah, that's funny. I see. It just looked so fucking janky, dude. Like, it was so... Yeah, dude... <laughs> It came in this giant fucking huge box, right? But then when you open the box, everything inside the box is so small. <laughs> <laughs> it made fucking no sense. Three quarters of your price is just packaging. Right. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> fucking dick bag. Uh, I'll kill the planet with cardboard. Ha 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 ha. Fuck, this knife is bothering me. I've been carrying a knife all the time now because why not? And, uh, Keep sitting on it and shit. Fucking everybody you should carry a knife. Yeah. yeah. There's not a day I leave my house that I don't have a knife on me. Always prepared. Always. That's the utility thing. I've noticed since I've been unpacking boxes trying to get the space set up, I've just been like, it's just been nice to have a knife. I'm just like fucking cut stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah, I literally have I have two knives in my car. I have like three sitting right next to me. Uh, I have a knife in my toolbox at the tattoo shop. I think there's a knife at the front counter. <laughs> 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 there's just all over the fucking place. 
not just for protection, but for everything else. What the fuck was that? <laughs> I have no idea. I swear uh, she she does this just out of like knowing we're recording. She's like, projects. Oh, uh, that's funny. Oh, here's something I wanted to do. So last year, 2022 was just bullshit. Like it was just it was difficult. I think the end of the year kind of ended up happy for me, but it was just bullshit. So what I was thinking is I wanted to talk to you about the theme of this year. And if you think there's going to be any tattoo trends that we can look forward to. I don't know. Those are like weird waters to try to navigate. Through. <laughs> I was trying to think like if I've noticed a curve leaning towards anything but mm. honestly i feel like nearing the end of the year tattooing just became really stagnant like everyone was just tattooing the same shit over and over and over and over, yep. and, over. and there wasn't really like a oh that's gonna be a new trend sort yeah. of deal i have a feeling that the fine line black work is slowly fading into obscurity <laughs> i do <laughs> hopefully <laughs> You know, I think people are now catching on that it has a terrible success rate. Yeah. You know, like, it doesn't matter who you are. If you're doing lines with a three needle or a single needle or anything like that, those those lines are always going to expand and look like garbage. Yeah. You know, like it's only going to look good for so long. Mm-hmm. I think people are finally catching on like, oh, wow, this is healing like shit. <laughs> you know and it's not necessarily healing like shit but aging like shit yeah yeah it's aging like people don't know how absolutely precise you have to be to make a fine line tattoo last and even then it's going to go one way or the other way it's going to bleed out or it's going to fade away you know it's going to go right. down those roots one way or the other it's just how long you're going to have until that occurs it's like ultra f- hyper realism you know like those large scale just crazy detail things where you're just like well this is not going to look good in 10 years <laughs> can't do every fucking hair on a cougar's head got tattooed on the palm of my hand it's not going to look good in five years it's going to look like shit the, the cougar will have the downs and i don't know if that's uh pc now or not but it's gonna it's gonna look like that that liger you know that's fucking it's super happy dude but just kind of messed up so <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, like in reality, tattooing is an art form that has extreme limitation. So we had this big push with all these new artists that wanted to be all these cool Instagram people and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So they're doing every wild style they could find and all that shit. And like now the curtain is dropping. Right? <laughs> they're like, wow. So this shit just didn't work. <laughs> you know, essentially, that's what it feels like. Yeah. So like. Whereas your neo-traditional and traditional artists are still just powering strong, you know, they're just like, fuck it, my shit's going to look good for 20 years, I don't give a fuck. The rest of tattooing is just like, (laughs) so that didn't work, huh? And all the people who've started doing that stuff don't know how to do any other style. This is just what they've set in, and they've manufactured obsolescence in their careers. <laughs> Poor bastards. <laughs> We're going to see this massive... Con- so there's there's the five-year plan. We're going to see a contraction in the industry. We're going to be getting rid of a lot of dead weight. That's kind of cool. On the other side of that, okay, so here in the last couple of months, we had a really strong push with AI art. Oh, yeah. Right? And me and a... Kevin, the guy that works in my shop, 
we've been talking about this for a while now, and I think that AI art is going to push a lot of illustrators and graphic designers out no, of out their of career business. field, <laughs> yeah. and they're going to rain down into tattooing. Oh, that would make sense. So while one side is being pushed out, the other side will be brought in naturally and fill in the void. Oh, that's interesting. Right. So yeah. so it's it's going to be a, a weird shuffle happening of like tattoo artists that are like, oh, I can't stand tattooing and quitting and all that shit. And then a new ultimate push of all these artists and designers that are like, well, I can't do my other jobs. So I might as well do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, actually, uh, one of Season's friends, speaking of that, is uh, was a graphic designer who got into tattooing. But he fucking hated tattooing, so he got back out. Um, he didn't like being told what to do. So... <laughs> Yeah, I think that's the funniest part of tattooing is that like people get into tattooing because they want creative freedom. <laughs> You're doing someone like, else's design. This is basically designing business cards all day long. Like you don't have a choice on this. <laughs> right. If you want creative freedom, go buy some canvas. You yeah. know, but other than that, that doesn't really happen in tattooing. <laughs> it doesn't happen in tattooing if you want to do free tattoos. Yeah. Oh, actually, that's a really good thing. Yeah, maybe maybe that'll be the next thing that happens. The influx of people who are coming in want creative freedom and are going to start pushing out cheaper, lower price tattoos, maybe driving down the bottom line of the industry. That would be nice. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, because I mean, like Portland needs to cheapen the fuck up. <laughs> like so yeah, well, much, dude. <laughs> Portland got a weird thing where it had a huge influx of artists and at the same time, it's a huge influx of population. So that for a while, they could just get away with hiking up prices and hiking up prices and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But like, hey, guys, inflation and all this shit just happened, right? Like nobody's going to afford $300 an hour. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like your average Joe, 75% of your population there yeah. is not affording $300 an hour. No, no. Think about that. If they have to work 40 hours to afford one hour of your tattoo with whatever that disposable income is, it's not, it's not going to happen regardless of how good that you are, especially when like the right. world's best artists, a lot of them charge way less than that, <laughs> which is just mind boggling. Right. Uh, yeah, man. There's a lot of fucking slayers out there that are charging like 180 to 200 hours an hour. Yeah. Who's, What's going on with these fucking three-year tattoo artists charging 300 and 400 an hour? It doesn't make any goddamn sense. There's there's some kid in town. Uh, he hasn't been tattooed maybe very long, maybe like three or four years or something. And he all he does is like anime and whatever. He's considered one of the best tattooers in Portland. His stuff is hot garbage. And he charges like an insane amount of money for his stuff. And it's, dude, it's like bad. I'll have to send you a, a link to his stuff. I'm not going to name names, but you'll see it. You'll be like, woof. It's just I was just thinking on the opposite end of that. Uh this chick, she's essentially just a little tattoo wizard. Uh I won't name her name, but she recently made a post on Facebook, uh, because we've been friends on there for years. And I just realized that she was only charging like 120 an hour. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> she's been tattooing forever and just charging dirt cheap, but doing like fucking amazing tattoos that's i was like that's crazy i know <laughs> <laughs> i would have guessed that she would have been like 200 dollars an hour like fucking yeah. booked out for five years and she's just like no i'm thinking about raising my rates to 150 
Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we're doing here now. I'm just doing 150 an hour. Everyone around us is doing 300. And I don't, I don't know, which is, you know, full half empty or full half full type thing here where they're, I think some people are like, oh, he's so cheap. Maybe he's not any good, which is fine. You know, maybe I don't want to work with people who don't have any understanding of uh, the value of money. Uh, but at the same time, like I went to the, li- we got a liquor store right behind the shop. Yes. And uh, <clears throat> I went in there and I was talking to Marie on the phone, you know, the wifey. And I was talking about the, the shop I went to and how expensive they were. And the lady behind the counter was just nodding her head in approval. Like these dudes are way fucking overpriced, you know? Go on there on a Saturday, 2 p.m. Shop is empty. Not one. No phone rings. No answering emails. Nothing. It's just dead. It's like, holy fuck, guys. Are you sure that's enough? Like, inflation. We should be charging even more. I'm like, what? Charge more than most <laughs> That's not how it works. No. <laughs> uh, I think, I hope that I, I get the idea. So, like, as a tattoo artist, we have overhead. You know, we have to buy needles, we have to buy gloves, we have to buy supplies, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But we also work on a 700% markup for the <laughs> fucking profit side of what we're doing. You know, so it's it's a lot closer to selling jewelry. You can yeah. have an artificially grown diamond that's worth about 10 bucks and then sell it for $3,000. Mm-hmm. So every time you're setting up for that tattoo, right? Like there's, there's reasonable <laughs> and then there's unreasonable. Yeah. Uh, inflation being that like you were charging 100 now maybe you're charging 130 an hour yeah. right it doesn't mean you were charging 100 you're charging 285 an hour because that doesn't, that doesn't make, make any, any sense, sense and nobody's going to be able to afford that shit Nah, it's just exclusionary at that point in time you're literally just taking your your client base and kneecapping it like it's it's just gone right like i don't understand that's going to lead to longevity and the arguments I've heard is, well, we've well, been around you know, for like, 15 so, years, so we're fine. So I don't fucking aren't. It's stupid. Well, back in the day, so you'd have one tattoo shop, right? Oh. And it had like fucking 10 guys in it. But they had different levels of experience. So you'd have one dude in there charging $50 an hour. Mm-hmm. You'd have the next guy charging $100 an hour. The next guy's charging $150 an hour. So it worked on this level system hierarchy, essentially, you know? Yeah. So. If they came in and they wanted a fifty dollar tattoo, you would just send them to the lowest rung on the ladder and be like, "All right, dude, tear it up." You know, if they came in and they wanted a full back piece, you'd send it to the master. Yeah, and that's just how it played back and forth. You know, like there was an experience level for everyone that walked in. Yeah. Now you just have a shop with like three dudes in it. All of them are charging <laughs> the exact same rate. They're all half-ass tattoo artists, so. <laughs> None of yeah. it makes any sense. You end up just, yeah, with this, this fucking weak, weak system where like no, and no one learns or grows or gets better or pressures each other. They're all just kind of right. buddies doing the exact same fucking thing and expecting people to walk in the door and lick their buttholes. And that's not how, this is not adult friend finder. It's a, it's a fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> well, even on top of it, it's a trade, you know, so it's not just a job. It's a job that you have to advance in skill level in just to like keep going. Yeah. If you're not advancing, you're not doing anything progressive then you're not really worth the amount of money you think you're worth. Yeah. How can you do like one thing, right? Like uh, the, the, there was a dude who flew in from Korea into Seattle and I was, I was checking his thing because I seen an ad on Instagram. There's a minimum $1,200 charge. 
okay, you're flying across the world. Right. That's kind of neat. And all he was doing is these micro tattoos. It's these small, you know, just butthole sized. This is going to be a talk about butts a lot today. Butthole sized uh, tattoos. They would be high detail, you know, heavily filtered, all the contrast pumped up, all this other stuff. You take like, Twelve hundred dollars for a thirty-second tattoo. <laughs> so this is where realistically, like educating the general public around you is going to help out. So, like those stupid high-definition micro tattoos, like that shit's cool for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine trying a to year after the fact when you can't see a single fucking thing? Yeah, oh, it's so or funny. half the fucking tattoo already fell out. Yeah then you just got ripped off all fucking money you know like that's insane yeah it was like the uh the realism pushback in like the late aughts like early tens teens when everyone was starting to get into realism and painterly realism and no one knew how to fucking do it and so they just like push the living hell out of some of this stuff oh hey cassie hot pockets uh they started pushing the uh all that realism shit right and then it was healing out like five, six, seven months later, and it was just gone. You know, you had so many people were right. going and winning trophies and awards and, you know, getting on magazine covers and their work was just hot shit. I'm not going to lie, man. I did shitty ass realism tattoos for a little while. And you know. like <laughs> the difference was like I saw those same people week after week. So I yeah. kept track of how all of these things were healing. And once I noticed that they were all healing like fucking garbage, I was like, whoa, we got to fix some <laughs> shit. <laughs> you know? And that was the, oh, because that was what the issue was back in the, the late aughts. It was the, the time of the traveling tattooer where people were going from town to mm-hmm. town to town to town doing these insane, impossible things, which were literally impossible and never seeing how they healed up and just perpetuating that myth right there. Right. That instant feedback. I'll take a picture right now before it's healed, posted on the internet. I get a bunch of likes. I feel good about myself and I move on. That was bad. <laughs> that was so bad. Uh, essentially, like with the the monstrous growth of tattoo artists, it really pushed everybody back into the shops. Yeah. You know, like you had to stay in your shop and make sure that your fucking shop stayed open because yeah. if it wasn't by doing well, Another tattoo shop was just going to open 10 feet down the line and put your shit out of business. Yeah. That's that. 2023, we're going to see new. I think we're going to be moving back towards color, dude. I think that this is the year of color. See a lot of black. That's good. I'm prepared for that. Yeah, totally. Right. (laughs) That's what I've just seen. Everyone's doing black and gray, but I've been getting more color tattoos coming in, especially even small ones. People are like, oh, can you put a hint of color in there? You know? Not going to go back to the watercolor because everyone fucking ruined it because they didn't know how to goddamn do that either. I was about the same with the, the <laughs> realism shit too, right? But I think it's going to be, I'm seeing color this year. I'm seeing lots and lots of color. More bold, more neo-trad type stuff, illustrative all the way. Less realism, less fine line. That's my, that's my I'll put it down in the calendar as my, my prediction. Nice. Hilariously, the last couple of months, I picked up on the fact that a lot of the walk-ins came in all wanted Viking shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I don't really understand where that's coming from. Uh, you got a large Viking population in cool, Arkansas? Like, <laughs> a lot of people getting like runes, tattoos, yeah. and like all this 
just random Norse slash Celtic mythology shit. None of it made sense, but like, that's cool. We'll tattoo it. Actually, dude, I've done three Celtic not work tattoos in the past month. That's strange. Like three in a month. Like you maybe get one every three months or something. Maybe every six months. A couple years ago, three in a month. Oh, there we go. Okay. So we're going to go back to, let's do this. Let's do 15 to 20 years ago. What was cool? Shit that had soul. Because American tattoos, like no one got it, right? So they were going for things that were, you know, European or Japanese or even fucking African, Asian, because there was a story attached to it. Like there was more meat. So maybe that's what's happening now. I mean, trends I'll be happy to see die would be like that uh, sloppy ignorant style. (laughs) Ignorance. Oh, God, dude. Yeah. I hope that that does die. That's. It'd be cool if that just died off and went away forever. Yeah. Um, That'd be great. <laughs> it was like Arabic writing, which started to come in after the kanji stuff, and then 9-11 happened, and then no one did Arabic writing ever again. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> I remember doing a lot of those, actually. People were like, hey, I want this, but like, could you do it in Arabic? And I'm like, um, I can, but I don't know if that's what that shit's going to say afterwards. <laughs> like... <laughs> Good luck, kids. They're reading it from left to right. You're like, you have no idea what's happening here. Like, this is not, you should not get this. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> the kanji that says princess, but really says bowl of soup or some shit. And it's just like, uh, did you see the Russian dude? He got some big fancy, you know, he wanted American writing on the back. And he fucking he got it and said, Google does not translate. <laughs> shoulder to shoulder. Like, this is badass. You guys see how bad outside my back is. America. It's just fucking. No. <laughs> we don't have words for that in English. American English stops with God. Well, baby Jesus, it is. And guns. Football. Ooh, some <laughs> shit, like some couch shit, some North shit, etc. Oh. Um, because like the way I've always kind of viewed these sort of things is like there's not a whole lot of cultural appropriation necessarily that goes on in tattooing we have what we would consider cultural appreciation which is why there's so many white dudes that do japanese tattooing but there's a lot of japanese tattooers that do american American traditional tattooing oh yeah we we you know bounce back and forth with styles and um mythologies and things of that nature a lot in tattooing which is awesome because it's like one of these amazingly universal things that everyone around the world can just get along with yeah yeah totally yeah no I, i've heard so, like, some of it's cool about, yeah so i've heard but some people going to Japan hate do. having to try to write in someone else's language because i, <laughs> I don't know how to write that shit i was that shows trying to talk over you but sorry i've got a lag um <laughs> <clears throat> i've heard about dudes going and working japan from the the west and when they get there they're like oh i can do japanese stuff they're like no, we don't don't do Japanese designs because you're just gonna fuck it up. Like, do American traditional, do skulls and anchors and birds, and you'll fucking slay and you'll make a ton of money, you know? Right. And then when Japanese people come over, we don't want to see them doing a bunch of fucking. I hey, look, you know, I do fucking. I'll do this skull. Like, nah, dude, let's do a fucking dragon. Let's see that shit. You know, <laughs> same thing. Right. It's reciprocal. <laughs> That'd be fucking great. Some dude from Korea comes over. He's like, I slay on old school. Like, what? Old school Korean? Nah, Americana. 
<laughs> what? <laughs> Dude, there's some fucking straight up. There's some wild, awesome American traditional tattoo shops in Japan, Korea, mm. etc. Like. They just fucking kill it. It yeah, makes dude. no sense, really, but <laughs> they just fucking crush it, and it looks great. <laughs> it's like those dudes in Taiwan that do back pieces their first year of tattooing, and it's just really fancy looking, like, you know? <laughs> I don't even understand why they like the way it looks, but they love it. Yeah, it's a different culture. You eating pizza? Sunday, dude. Oh, yeah, sorry. I forgot. Just like me always texting you a fucking link to join the Zoom call instead of sending you the fucking passcode. i am an insane creature of habit i have a formula and that is that's cool uh all right so i think we got over that we got our we got our 2023 stuff it's going to be the year of color that's that's the theme for this year 2023 i'm writing it down so i can well we hope anyway year of color well, do you have any predictions there, Nostradamus? What do you think is going to happen? You're like fucking same old shit. <laughs> Dude. As far as tattooing goes, I feel like it'll be pretty mild. Um, yeah. Except for like maybe a little bit of an expanse towards the middle of the year going on here. Gotcha. But I cannot wait for the amount of cyber attacks and psychotic shit <laughs> that's going to go down with all this AI stuff. <laughs> all right. So... We're going to go. Brian's 2023 is the year of AI. Okay. Year of AI art. And all of its, you know, residual effects that may occur. Mm. That's fun. You can already see this shit all over Instagram. But there's a, a American traditional tattoo page on Instagram that me and Kevin and People have started posting, like, here's AI tattoo art flash that we got this computer to make for us. No so shit. You have this huge divide now. Uh, the traditionalists that are like, you should be drawing that shit on paper. Fuck you, blah, 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 blah. And then there's a new growing counter section to that that's like, well, you can't really avoid it. AI is just going to be here now. So might as well use it. Yeah. I'm so, down with that. That's going to really clean out a lot of shit because everything is going to start spinning towards technique if that actually happens. If you can't replicate... Dude, it's going back to fucking flash racks. That's... It's come full circle. <laughs> it's just going to be AI flash AI rack. Flash rack. Yeah. Like, going, hit some buttons. I like deer in a forest at night. Here comes your image. That's sick as fuck, you know? Oh, that's great. Flash returns instead of people having to go into because this is everyone's an artist, right? But they'll trace their shit off fucking Google and Bing and search anyways. Like people, right? <laughs> it's just further segregating that now. Now it really is going to come down to how well can you tattoo? And that's good. Ready for it. This will be the time for me to shine because all I know is fundamentals and I'm good at it. So <laughs> <laughs> still buttering up my chops with my Neo Trad, right? Drawing the birds. That's that's my life now. So, ah, uh, you know, if I send you a picture and you're like, you don't say anything, I'm like, that's doing all right, cool. Um, <laughs> that's my fact check if I'm getting better at this shit. Uh, so we got that. That one's out. That's cool. Uh, the other things I was thinking about is uh, guest list. I want to try to get on some people this year, like we had last year, and talk to them. I've got a lady. 
uh, I want to see in the next couple of weeks or something, where she specializes in the tattooing world of the 1990s. A little history lesson. <laughs> As you were explaining that, my camera had like a pan out that slowly <laughs> zoomed in. Yeah. <laughs> it was so dramatic. That was awesome. My, uh, my camera was waiting for me to say something fucked up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so this thing would be kind of fun. What if we actually did that? We'll do a little bit of like a, a lecture series this year on the history of tattooing. Let's just go back to where it began. I mean, if, if things are going to start turning back around, so it's flash mm. racks and everything else, I think that might be fun. I was actually uh, just going to send you this shit, but um, I made some flash the other day and posted it up. And I found a um, fucking Carl, whatever the fuck his name is from the 1930s, the original first ever uh, Panther. So it's oh, the sure. one that got ripped off by all uh, the rest of the tattoo artists that kicked off the Black Panther vibe early uh, on in the 40s. But uh, it got me thinking on the idea of like um, where tattoo imagery had started and like all of this shit, who they ripped off, where they got their ideas from, and all that shit. Yeah, that is cool, dude. I'm going to have to reach out to a couple people I know who've done some lectures and stuff on this. It'd be fun. Let's do it back. Instead of trying to push the boundaries and innovate, let's all slow down this year and just take a look back. This is like a fucking, I don't know, generation in review. That sounds like fun. That, <laughs> that way we don't, I well, at least I don't become too much of a pretentious snob, which, you know. Yeah, now that we're all dick faces with fucking AI art and <laughs> digital ipad bullshit things and nobody gives a fuck about anything anymore we can like talk about how all these old people used to do shit <laughs> it's a good contrast imagine hadn't bought yeah. shaw a fucking an ipad and being like here you go go ahead and create smart on this but just get me a big pen get fucked you know oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fun i'm glad we might agree on that one I'm just uh, I'm just chilling now. You know, that's been that's been so far this year as well. I have I have since we opened up the shop here, I've been coming in a couple of days a week and sitting doing my consults here, doing artwork and stuff. It's nice to have a space. But holy fuck, am I working a lot more than I was at the beginning or the end of last year? Right after Christmas, it's just been like, you know, <clears throat> 30 hours of tattooing this week, which is a lot more than I normally do. I'm yeah, I've noticed a lot more um, people coming into the shop. And like literally like right at the ass end of December, yeah. all the way up, like it's just been climbing. And I was like, this is not normal for tattooing. No. You know, like usually it's pretty dead until like mid to late January. And then people start to just kind of funnel in. Yeah, tax especially with their like tax board yeah. shit, et cetera. <laughs> but for some reason, this starts. was right after Christmas. People were just like, boom, in the tattoo shop. <clears throat> Made no sense. Yeah. I was always told told that tattooing is recession proof. Because people like to spend, you know, money on themselves. But I think it's, you know, if you give them a good product or service, then they're more likely to return. So maybe that's maybe that's something good for both of us. You you're getting an influx because you know you offer a good product and service, and me as well. So weather this recession storm, uh, which you know, <laughs> off my fucking ringer. <laughs> Such a healthy bastard here. <clears throat> Let's see. It'll probably be like, you've used all of your hotspot data. <laughs> it did. It is. It is. It nice. That. Well, then this will be a short fucking discussion for us today. Maybe I'll go back home and we can talk tomorrow or something. Bring my computer. 
Maybe with the fucking internet set up here. Because I'm not spending more than 20 bucks. So. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyways, past that. Let's fucking see. You got anything fun going on? Let's make this a short one to get back in because of the time constraints. You got anything fun going on in the shop? Any projects? Anything neat? Um, I don't know. Sleeves and bullshit, etc. And the works. But as far as like major events or anything i don't have anything planned at the moment oh. I, I was just sitting here earlier today like man i really gotta figure out what the fuck i'm gonna do this year <laughs> <laughs> so i'm still in a planning phase on all of that yeah yeah me too we we did the shop this was my goal i wanted to have the shop open by last year and we fucking did it and now i'm just like this is it i'm just the goal for the year is to make sure that this place can pay for itself because my credit cards can't handle much more than where they're at right now. So, <laughs> yeah, we got rid of the Scarlet Veil and all of that shit. So now we're just like, um, we're in this spot where we can kind of coast ish. Yeah. You know, so from this point forward, it's okay. Now, how do we maximize? the free space that we have essentially because we're not worrying about two tattoo shops that's actually really fucking nice hey less bullshit less hassle less everything that's cool dude that's yeah that'd be nice to have some more free time i don't think that's gonna happen this year i think i think you and i are gonna be busy as fuck dude (laughs) i think this year's gonna suck (laughs) yeah i see it kind of going that way um like I already kind of feel it, like feel dread sinking its claws in. <laughs> uh, so uh, I'm just, yeah, this weekend is me trying to figure out what the fuck I'm going to do for the rest of the year. And like, you know, like art wise, uh, gallery and show wise, tattoo shop wise, side project wise, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like I, I have to get all this shit mapped down and act like a professional for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was trying to do. I think the only thing we're doing, yeah, I, I don't, I think I have to do like one or two conventions this year because I haven't done them for a few years. And I think it's good just to probably get out and do it. Um, right. And we've got, the to, this is the year of physics. So I'm tired of doing all of the, after we got fucking ripped off, by three different academics last year with all the help I was giving them. One dude even wrote a fucking book about this shit. Marie found the book and she's like, look at this shit. Like, fuck. I'm done helping the <laughs> academics of the world unless they fucking pay me. I'm done. So we're doing our own stuff. Got the fucking coil machine physics stuff started up here. I'm going to do the rotary one over here. Oh, yeah. I've got two whiteboards. That's how fucking fancy I am. Right. And uh, <clears throat> thinking about maybe opening a school. But I don't know what to do with that. And I was going to talk to you about that as well. We're going to do a school. Oh, actually, I have some uh, seminar questions for you. Oh, so like, yeah. um, are, are we recording this to, to post this or are we are you recording this just to have notes? Yeah, just yeah. <laughs> this might just be some extra stuff, dude. Yeah. Maybe I'll call you back on the Facebook Messenger instead of this one. We could just fucking chat. Does that work? Well, I mean. Either way, I don't have yeah. Facebook on my iPad. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Well, what's well? Here. I could we could chat on the phone. Yeah, let's do that. So you guys don't yeah. get to hear this. We're done recording, and this yes, this is the new first episode of the year. Yeah, get fuck fucked. you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.
Oh, trying to get the website done for the, the shop right now. It's taking fucking forever. Ugh. Doing all this stuff is bullshit. I wish I could just like had enough money to pay someone else to do this garbage. <laughs> yeah, I don't even use websites anymore. Ah, just okay. use the Facebook shit. Yeah, just social media. Honestly, like the way everything's going, Instagram and TikTok are going to be the only things you need for anything. Yeah. Yeah, unless the U.S. bans it. Yeah, I was uh, <laughs> I was looking up that shit. Them trying to ban TikTok. Yeah, like oh, Chinese companies are stealing our data. Well, I, I hate to tell you, American companies do that too. <laughs> yeah, not to mention all of these companies have been doing this shit for the last thirty years. Oh, shit, dude, it's so fucking stupid. Like, do you own a Samsung phone? <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, man, I had some um I had some some things I wanted to discuss today, but I'm like so fucking tired. Um, but I don't even know what to do. So I found I found some murder mystery stuff um that have to deal with tattoos. And it's kind of cool. <laughs> Is this the same shit that you were say- talking about like three, three months, months ago, ago or something? It, yeah, dude. So there's a couple. One, I found I found a story about this dude. I think he's in Australia who committed homicide. He's a fucking rad artist uh, and he's a tattooer. It's an interesting story. Um, and then I've got some other ones where people were murdered and their bodies were found somewhere. There's no way of identifying them because, you know, they had the old fucking the old mob hit ripping out the fucking teeth and, you know breaking some of the other features and shit of the bodies, but there was still like some tattoo left on an arm and people were identified because of that. Um, and then another one was uh, somebody got a bad tattoo and fucking shot and killed their tattoo artist. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think would be fitting because I think that's kind of like what we do. <laughs> if that sounds like fun, maybe I'll get something ready for that for next week, dude. That'd be kind of funny. Um, yeah. There's another one. I was oh, I was also thinking about doing like the uh, killer tattoos, right? Air quotes around it, where we look at killers and their tattoos, and we kind of rate them on like a one to ten of what we think is like good work versus hot shit. <laughs> I feel like you just described a whole new type of podcast. <laughs> uh that would be funny, dude. This thing like started off with Charlie's tattoo, right? Put that little swastika on his like, you know, between his brows there. I thought that was, you know, one to ten. I'd, I'd give that a one, you know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it kind of depends, you know. Like if he did it in the Hinduism spirit of it all, you know, and he's just shooting for balance. <laughs> then it's it's kind of an okay tattoo but if it's like i'm a fucking nazi so i'm putting this shit right on my forehead oh. then it's a good tattoo. <laughs> charlie's seeking balance he's like fuck i need this right now <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's great who's another one there's another dude who, uh in new york southern new york by the um by the mass border he had carved like a bird or something into his head. Uh, it was a murderer guy. He was bipolar, you know, kind of kind of crazy. His trial's still ongoing now. 
Um, he carved like a bird or something into his head because he thought that he was King Arthur. I'll have to find a picture on that one. I mean, reincarnation <laughs> could be possible. <laughs> he killed a man by putting a, a glass paperweight in a sock using as a flail until he destroyed the dude's skull. Then he lit him on fire. And, and he might have been King Arthur. <laughs> oh, that's a good way to start off our talk. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you look as tired as I do, dude. Yeah, I ran like crazy this morning. Oh, that's great. I did not. Maybe that's... Is that pool cue? Oh, it's just a bar. No, it's just a gal rod. Uh, roll your He's a one painting. Oh. One of the balance ones you'd rest your hand on. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So, New Year's resolutions time. Did you finish with the vape? Are you done vaping? No. <laughs> <laughs> right on, dude. Me neither. I stopped smoking cigarettes at least, so that's good. I did start then... smoking marijuana, though. Oh, this is bad for you. I don't care what anybody says. It's no different than cigarettes or vape or anything else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we were at the shop and everyone's like, Ryan, you're kind of high strung. And I was like, yeah, I guess you could say that. And they're like, you need to start smoking pot. So all last year, all I did was tell everyone to fuck off and leave me alone because I'm doing my work. And uh, this year, I said, fuck it. I'm just going to be a yes man. So Season bought me a bunch of pot. And she's like, here, smoke this before you go to bed. So I've been doing it for two weeks. Yeah. Just before I go to bed. I don't have any tolerance, so it's not like I'm becoming a fucking stoner. And I can I can honestly say I feel dumber in the morning. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like it's already scientifically proven that a smoking pot will literally kill brain cells. <laughs> <laughs> That's scientifically proven. But <laughs> scientifically proven. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so I feel dumber, which is kind of cool because I got so much stuff going on. At least I feel like more placid about like what's coming my way. But I still haven't been able to get over the anxiety of doing emails. My God, there's a lot of emails to do. Uh, how do you, have you ever had anxiety? I pretty rarely. No, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> if you email me and I miss it, sorry, email me again. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you do like some of these other fancy guys do? You know, like they're booked out for, I don't know, 12 years in a row or something where they just don't answer them? Or do you actually try to answer your emails? I check my emails, but I don't get a lot of tattoo requests through email because I don't put my email on anything. No, oh, yeah, good point. You just like, do social I do, messaging? Yeah, for the most part. I do uh, a lot of like extracurricular work through my email. So like my art shit. We'll go through email or if I get from doing logo design or something for somebody's business and shit, that'll go through email. Mm. But I don't put a lot of my emails on my tattoo shit. That's cool. You keep all your stuff consolidated, right? Only so many places to look and keep track of stuff. Yeah, otherwise you're just running a fucking circus trying to keep track of everything. That's me, dude. I I don't know. I, I have I have eight Gmail accounts. Uh <laughs> like the the four social medias it's awful and then like oh, i have three google voice numbers my own phone number and then an extra phone as well yeah i don't do any of that shit it's horrible man 
I wonder what other people do. Like this is something I've actually been trying to do this year is consolidate everything down. So I just have like one portal to focus on and hope that I'm not going to be overrun with shit inside of that. So we're like migrating a bunch of emails together and stuff, but man, it's a lot of work. Uh, trying to think of easy ways to fix. It. I figured that this would be something that you would be a pro at because like we both operate so fucking different. And I'm an anxious, anxious, like puppy dog who just loses his fucking mind on everything. And you're always like so systemic about shit. So like if people are having, <laughs> uh, yeah, you got to, says your signal's not good today. On my end, it says my signal's amazing. Oh, mine says yours is awful. <laughs> this is fucking, it's probably mine, whatever. I have no cell phone reception at the shop. <laughs> I was going to say, I have excellent cell service. I have great service on this. That's fucking mine. Then. That's weird. Well, okay, so let's try it again. So if people <laughs> have anxiety because they've got too much work, Dr. Brian. Too much what? work or too much... Just too information many, just too much yeah maybe we'll go information too many points of contact they've got too many people interested in doing their stuff they're starting to feel the burn and maybe getting a bit burnt out what advice do you have for people who are just fucking dying in the industry work harder <laughs> <laughs> you fucking shut up use a schedule <laughs> Do you remember the paper schedules? You used those too, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I miss paper remember schedules. Remember what agenda book? Yeah. Uh, you can actually... What the fuck is it called? There's there's an app for iPad that it's a, a really dope agenda book sort of thing that you can set everything up on. Oh, maybe um, we can find that. I don't personally there. use it, but I've watched a few videos on it. Well, and if I had any more going on, then I would probably use it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I just use the calendar in my phone. It's yeah. the easiest. It links to everything. Like our shit is linked through it, etc. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. It, honestly, schedule is like number one thing to stop you from going fucking insane. You yeah. know, like nobody really thinks about it, but I have a re- really strange schedule. Fucking <laughs> like, morning, I am up at three thirty to four. Yeah. I do all my running, eat whatever breakfast or protein shake or whatever bullshit, etc. Right. Like all of this shit is done by seven. Take a yeah. shower, etc. Uh check through all my shit between like seven thirty to eight o'clock. By eight thirty, I'm usually about to go to work. Um there there'll be a gray area there where I like, you know, pick out my outfit or wait for Cassie to get done, etc. Yeah. Um but I mean, like, even that small shit right there in the morning, like, the morning is a huge chunk of time that a lot of people abuse the fuck out of, especially tattoo artists, because, you know, like, a tattoo artist is way in bed till fucking 11 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's totally. a lot of time in the fucking day. Sorry, I'm taking a picture and sending it off that we're talking. Um, It's interesting. <laughs> yeah, we're recording again. I haven't put out any episodes yet. We've got a couple in the bank, at least, so... Like that's good. Nice. I think it, this is the one that we're going to put out now because I finally got fucking internet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is it. I'm going to bookend it with the other one that we had done that was short that I spent $30 on fucking data to try and uh, to try and make it work. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but 
schedule, man. Schedule is the most important thing. And like every day of my week is a specified day down to like what I eat, you know, like every Sunday's fucking pizza. Yeah. <laughs> but like all of those things, they're, they're, they're really small, stupid little things. But once it's all neatly organized, everything just becomes easy. Yeah. Do you have any free time in your week? Um, so like there's like minimized free time, like the drive, if Cassie's driving, that's free time, you know, but, uh, there's like an hour in the morning where I I'll have free time or there's, you know, like three hours after I get home that I quote unquote have free time. Yeah. But, not scheduled time. We'll say not even free time. Yeah. That's just like, right. I mean, I have days off in the week, you know, so like Sunday and Monday are always my days off. I never schedule work on my days off because I need that fucking time. Wow. Yeah. That's a big one for people. I think to learn is actually taking time off because I think like for me, at least when I do, if I do like an hour in the chair, I have two hours in the back that I have to spend on something. Right. So if it's a 10 hour work week, I've done 30 hours worth of work with, you know, artwork or consults or reference searching, you know, whatever, even setting up, breaking down shit, cleaning up the fucking shop. There's always like twice as much work that goes into it. So when I usually will see a schedule where I've got like 30 hours worth of work booked for a week, I have a bit of a panic attack. (laughs) Kind of overdone it, you know? (laughs) At a point, like my, my appointments are usually drawn about two to three weeks ahead of time. So it really opens up how much I'm allowed to get away with. Yeah. So many people don't do that, do they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Even the, the guys at the shop, they'll, they'll draw their shit or finish drawing it like an hour or two before their appointment shows up. And it's like, why didn't you guys just do this shit like the day they scheduled the appointment? <laughs> yeah. I ended up putting a buffer on because I was having a hard time trying to balance everything working between so many spots where I would do an in-person consultation. And I do this with everyone now, just like save me a bit of time because I kind of like it. And I do like a marker draft on everyone. I'll take a picture of it and then send them home. I'll wait a day or two if they okay the design. And then I just make it right off the picture. Super simple, right? As soon as I get that okay, then it's done. We're booking two to three weeks out. So I've been able to catch up doing that, but my there's, god like, there's some people you know like if i'm doing like a leg sleeve or a full arm or something like that i mean i'm gonna book those people two months out essentially okay. you know like i'm gonna book them to where i have time to draw that thing realize i hate that thing have to redraw <laughs> that thing you know and they're booked pretty far out but it'll usually only take me about two weeks or so to get the drawing done and that way i can contact them make sure everything's cool with them etc it gives them time to like really decide if they like the damn thing or want to make changes and then i still have ample time to make any changes yeah isn't that nice you know (laughs) isn't that nice where instead of the person walking into the shop uh and looking at the stuff that you've made and being like, no, I don't like it. You need to redraw it now. You have it all done for the day that they actually come in. <laughs> I I don't get why people wait to the last minute. Like uh, everyone I know is like the day of the night before. And the clients don't like it. But well, universally, the, the number one complaint I can't fucking stand is when they're like, well, I just didn't have time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you had time. You burnt <laughs> through it. <laughs> 
it's like if you ever worked a convention you know and you pick up a fucking uh, walk up day one you've got to do it day two what do you do you stay up all night until the artwork's fucking done right yeah it's like i mean for fuck's sake it takes how long to draw a simple tattoo design you know like yeah yeah it's the time yeah so uh, if somebody walks into the shop, they're like, hey, I'm thinking about eating this tattoo. You rough sketch it while they're talking to you. And when they leave, you just draw the fucking design. <laughs> Make them wait a day or two and then send it to them. Or, you know, if you don't want to send it to them, tell them to come back to the shop to check it out. Yeah. But for fuck's sake, it's only going to take you 40 minutes of work. Yeah. And if you're leveling that shit out, right, like you got three or four hours of spare time at night. Mm-hmm. You can get like five or six fucking tattoo designs drawn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially because no one usually does them to completion anymore, right? Usually, what we see is everyone does line work and hands out line work as if it's a finished right. design. Line work shouldn't take you fucking long at all. A sleeve should take you a couple hours at most just to get the line work up. Just get it done. It's a small palm sized thing. It should take you ten fucking minutes. Especially because everyone traces their shit off of Google Images, so you have no excuse. <laughs> it's gonna get even easier because you're gonna have half the entire fucking tattoo population using ai to draw their tattoo designs <laughs> for them and then they're just gonna trace that shit yeah oh this is the cyclic shit right it was all flash on the walls all generated content and we went oh we all have to be custom shops oh we have to be custom artists and now it's right back to okay you're gonna use ai but you don't know how to fucking tattoo what are you going to do this image is great can you replicate it oh no it can't be done we're gonna get that now oh it can't be done you can't do this you gotta have bold will hold everyone's gonna lean way more into that old school traditional shit and just start refusing to do any color pieces or whatever no no i only have red (laughs) i only tattoo with red i'm sorry oh man oh man this actually feels neat doing this shit again recording we have so many questions that came in over the few months that we were off. Nice. So I think maybe we covered our 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 initial talk here. If you got schedule and you need to do stuff, stop being lazy. <laughs> I mean, basically. <laughs> if you don't understand what real work is like, quit tattooing for six months and go work a normal job. Go get a construction job. And then <laughs> when you decide in a week, you hate that. <laughs> but no, it, it's... Honestly, the the one thing that fucking kills me is like, uh, who the fuck? Danny Mac made a post about like getting up at four o'clock in the morning and you know going running. Yeah, and then you just see a barrage of tattoo artists being like, "Who the fuck gets up that early in the morning? <laughs> fuck that nonsense! I don't get out of bed till 10. And it's like, but imagine if you did, <laughs> you know, like the amount of time you have in a day and like nothing slows down time like spending an hour running no shit because that hour running feels like five hours and then when you're done you're like fuck i have so much extra time to do whatever (laughs) (laughs) Mm. yeah yeah there you go exercise take more time that that's actually something everyone needs to do nowadays to start exercising more at this job because this job will fucking kill you for sitting along around so much Sitting it's on your bad. ass all goddamn day, you'll end up getting blood clots and <laughs> stroking out and all kinds of shit. And I know about that firsthand. So, <laughs> but Ryan, have you started running yet? Nope. <laughs> I stick to a consistent diet of alcohol right now to make sure that my blood stays thin. And I take a baby aspirin nice. once a day. <laughs> Got full Irish. 
fuck it. This is my blood, blood's thin enough now. Get fucked. Um, I had a lot of people writing in asking questions about how to take care of tattoos based on different jobs they have, and it was all based on the same thing, you know. So I, I'm going to skip those ones. Um, <clears throat> so I'll skip that one. See, that one's dumb. Somebody got into an argument with me about uh, needles. They're saying it, it really matters what brand you use. It really doesn't. Yeah. So I'm just fucking sick of tired of that. Oh, okay. Here's one. I have a set of pigments that are so old they don't even have an expiration date. Is that problematic? <laughs> yeah, bud. <laughs> I feel like um, that's one of those things you didn't really have to ask. <laughs> I don't know if this was made in 1975 or 1963. <laughs> it's 2023, so it might still be good. It might still be good. If you're going to try to put 60-year-old pigment into somebody's bodies, just, you know, how about don't? Um, I do actually have a bottle of um, Spalding Stay Glow Green from the 70s in my stand. Not to be used, <laughs> but just to have because, oh my gosh, that was like the one color. If you could find it, it'll cover everything. You put it right on top of black and it comes out green. So it was horrible. It was nuclear. You know, oh golly! All right, let's see. We'll go right over to the next one. Yeah, if you have old pigment, just throw it out and get new stuff. It's not that expensive. I mean, it, all this stuff is expensive, but just get new fucking shit. Like, who gives a fuck? If you have to question it, just throw it away. <laughs> if you oh, look at it and you shrug your shoulders before pouring it into a cap, get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, fuck. <laughs> oh man. Hmm. I'm going to save this tattooing until enough microorganisms grow in it that it produces a shark. <laughs> I got an entire new universe inside of a Nalgene bottle. It's just like, right. <laughs> wow. I don't want to end up killing this new colonization that's in there, so I'm going to put it in my butt. Don't do that. Just fucking toss in the garbage. I'm not throwing away that stagelo green, though. I'm using it for painting. Um, that's the other thing you do. You got old pigments, just save them. Use them to paint some pictures. That's paint. Who fucking cares? Basically. Go paint, go paint some model cars with it. <laughs> All right. Here's one. Uh, tight circles make me dizzy. Why does everyone say that we need to use tight circles when filling in a tattoo? I have historically said not to use tight circles. So <laughs> I don't have an answer for you there. <laughs> Neither have I. I'm wondering, do you know where that came from? Like, yeah. where do you think it like, came from? Way back in the day, if you were to go back in the 1970s, or early 80s, the nickname for tattooing was pushing ink, right? Yeah. And it was a motion of pushing your hand forward, kind of like scooting your machine forward, but you were also moving side to side. And if yeah. you did it correctly and fast enough, it looked like you were doing circles. Mm -hmm. So somewhere along the way, some idiot apprentice picked up the idea that their master, the guy showing them how to tattoo, was just doing big circles. <laughs> <laughs> so inevitably, you got uh, a lot of misinformation from somebody's bad apprenticeship where they just assumed that if they ground everybody in a hamburger doing a bunch of fucking circles, that it was going to work out. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's great. I can just imagine someone sitting there because that that was always what I thought kind of like it looked like because I'll tell people, no, it's well, yeah. kind of using it like a shovel that's moving, you know, in an area. So it almost looks like an oval shape instead of something that's tight circles. But my yeah, God. if you were to really sit down and think about it, every time if you were doing an actual circle with the tattoo needles, there would be a section of you pulling the machine back. And if you were to do that, your needles are lifting back up off of the back of the tube oh. and fucking all of that up. My half that <laughs> circle was just fucked. <laughs> Yeah, this is critical thinking, critical thinking, Dr. Brian style. It's just like you don't see somebody with Irizumi dragging backwards. <laughs> if they're doing Tabori, you know, they're not fucking dragging it backwards to get a nice smooth shade. They're shoving it into the fucking skin. Yeah, keep a <laughs> good angle, move forward. And like, we always say move forward. Uh, the, the notion is that you push it forward and then return back to your original location. Yeah. And when you're doing that over and over and over repeatedly, you're moving from left to right. Uh, so as you're moving to the side, you're pushing forward and coming back to your original start point. Uh, right. And it keeps it on a, a line. And that line, once you get to one side, moves up a little bit. And then you go back to the next side. And then it moves up a little bit, like a printer, etc. You know. Mm -hmm. So you're repeating that process. And once you get that down you'd realize that your color saturation is going to be 10 times faster than if you were to do stupid ass little circles. Yeah. Yeah. Good answers. All right. Next one. Somebody wants to know why. Oh, why? Oh, why? Tattooers wipe so hard. I recently went to a new <laughs> artist and he was really rough wiping me. I'm currently still healing in one area I thought was infected was it just turned out to be rubbed so hard that it's raw. It was super chafed. It's very uncomfortable. Why do people have, do this? I've literally watched people carpet burn motherfuckers, <laughs> dry wiping them as hard as they possibly could during the whole process of tattoo. Um, so if you had like, let's say you had just a little bit of dry skin when your tattoo artist was tattooing you and your tattoo artist just didn't use enough ointment or whatever it was they were using right it could be tattoo glide etc cetera, etc cetera, vaseline whatever the fuck they're using they just decided to not use a lot of it they didn't care to pay attention to the fact that you had dry skin what ends up happening is that dry skin acts like a sponge right so the excess tattoo ink around the tattoo gets absorbed into that little bit of dry skin and it becomes a huge pain in the ass to wipe <laughs> off of the tattoo <laughs> So then they wiped the fuck out of your tattoo just trying to clean the damn thing because they were too stupid to use enough ointment. Yeah. Uh, I would think it's like if you do that with the tattoo and you're tattooing, if you haven't done proper prep on the skin, that dead skin ends up getting picked up by your needles and getting trapped up by the solder joints and spreading oh, yeah. the needles out. And you get this fucking yoked out, fucking just jangled mess of shit that you start trying to tattoo with. It looks like there's paper towels stuck in it, but there's not. It's just hair and skin. <laughs> yeah there's there's still a, an army of tattoo artists that don't know how to just dab as they go right mm -hmm. like you can do a line and then just dab at it and let that fucking paper towel just absorb the tattooing back off the skin yeah if your skin's taken care of ahead of time it's really easy to just let the paper towel sit on the skin and absorb everything right back off of it <laughs> that's so funny you ever see, I've seen it so many times. Like you walk into a convention, and somebody's like, and they run a line. 
and they've got like four pieces of blue shop towel wrapped around their hand and they go the full length of the fucking tattoo like a squeegee mm-hmm. wipe the shit out of it right you can see the person kind of go ah and they do that every single fucking step of the way for like five six hours oh man She's brutal for no reason <laughs> they stand up all the pores are wide open the tattoo's swollen off the skin like an inch, right? It's just like <laughs> fucking help. It's like they've been uh, derm abrasion done to their fucking skin. There's nothing left there. Yeah, it's <laughs> literally just putting carpet burn on top of the skin that you're already abusing. Oh, <laughs> that's the one and only time when I see people tattoo like that. They think that they should use products like like Tegaderm. Because that's not good. You, This is just one huge open wound. We got to get something over top of that. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a first degree, second degree burn. <laughs> fucking assholes. So why do people do it? They're dumb. How's that? There's the answer. Is Lack of foresight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one's kind of funny. Uh, I'm just going to, I already said, like, I don't fucking know. But somebody wanted to know where people source raw pig- pigments from. Because they I mean, want everywhere. <laughs> Some of these questions could just be answered. Google. Google, I know. I had I had three people write in over the past like couple months. They're like, "Who makes the darkest black?" That was a Lightning. big one. Yeah, nature. <laughs> when lightning hits a tree, <laughs> that shit's reduced. It's just carbon, guys. That's carbon. Yeah, there's no. You can't have like more darker black. I guess you could go by particle size, right? But. If we're going to have really ultra small, tiny particles that can stick closer together, like using bricks versus cinder blocks, where you could fit more in the area, that's fine. But when stuff starts to get too small, it doesn't stay in place in the skin and it ends up falling into cells or past them into your body and getting picked up with the lymphatic right. system. It's not about being super dark, it's just about concentration. Well, that was like, um, they invented Vanta Black, which is yeah. a like carbon-based tubules yeah so it's tiny 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 microscopic tubes so those tubes are presenting shadows yeah so when the light hits them you're you're not actually seeing a lot of light reflecting because the tubes are hollow and they're giving all that light shadow. some other ways yeah place to fucking disperse into bad thing is is that carbon nanotubes are highly toxic to human beings so using vanta black yeah. in the tattoo is not okay <laughs> right we can't do it so that would be the blackest black <laughs> let's get some vanta black fucking tattoo pigment <laughs> this just doesn't work it's not when you go even to like anish kapoor uh... kiss my ass let's do it <laughs> Uh, when you even when you go to like those installations they have at like the museums, have you seen it? Like they'll have a Vanta Black circle on the ground, but they have it barred off because mm-hmm. idiots always want to touch art, and that stuff you can't touch because it'll it'll give you cancer. So there you go. <laughs> it just feel like a permanent, never-ending splinter. Yeah, that's just awful. It gets absorbed in your body; it just keeps going. It's like the acid from an alien. In the alien movies, you know, <laughs> the xenomorph blood and spit. Don't touch that shit. <clears throat> that would actually be pretty neat. <laughs> Just fucking crop dust someone with that shit. Bah, you know, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, let's do this one. A rule of thirds and tattooing. Is there a way to use 
the photography trick of rule of thirds to understand if people have made a good or bad tattoo design. The amount of motherfucking times people ask about the rule of thirds in these questions. Mm -hmm. Your answer could be yes or no. One, it's not fucking photography. It's tattooing. (laughs) But two, yes, we do have our own sets of rules of thirds. So I guess it just depends in which circumstance you're speaking of. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, a photography rule is not going to tell you jack shit about a tattoo that wrapped all the way around somebody's arm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot more that goes into placing, positioning. Body mechanics, kinesiology, right? How things are going to be bending and moving, where people are standing at in relation to the tattoo when they see it. That's why so many people don't do well with large scale design is because they don't think about things outside of a 2D plane. A 2D plane, the rule of thirds works effectively and perfectly. So if you have a small flat tattoo and a flat part of the body, yes, you could probably do something with that. But yeah, if you're going to go with a large scale piece, right? You have a full back and, and upper thighs. There is no way that that is going to work in that fashion. Now, the other rule of thirds, right? Third shading, third color, third broken skin. You have a third in the background, third in the midground, third in the foreground. Like those thirds can work, of course. Yeah. Like I said, there's there's a lot of different rules of thirds. Uh, but anything that you're picturing that would have to do with photography is only specifically going to work on a flat two-dimensional image. So uh, that's not really the human body unless you're just looking at really specific locations. Yeah, outside thought. Be more descriptive with your fucking question. (laughs) That one works. Okay, I got one that's more descriptive. All right. I have a question about tattooing an arm ditch, which is, if anyone listening doesn't know that, that's the soft spot in the top part of your elbow from between like your bicep and the top of your your forearm that when you bend your arm it's that soft squishy skin where you can see all those veins and shit does anybody understand why people always call it the ditch like it's not technically a ditch <laughs> <laughs> i always called it the crook the, the crook, crook of your arm yeah i wonder where that anyway. started from too yeah anyways so uh it's very common to see red or purplish staining spots or bruising around the area that's being tattooed Every time I do it, I seem to see that. It's really weird. It also bleeds a lot. It's really difficult to heal. I think it'd help a lot of people to have experienced tattoo artists like yourself talk about it. Thanks. You might just be beating the fuck out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't generally see a lot of bruising when I tattoo those parts of the body. No, no. I, uh, oh. a, a good rule there to think about is that that little bit of skin right there, you know, that the famous IV location mm-hmm. is because that skin is just a little bit thicker and or thinner and softer than the rest of the arm. Yeah. So if you're tattooing that, that patch of skin the same way that you were just tattooing somebody's whole fucking forearm, you're just beating the shit out of that piece <laughs> of skin for no reason. No reason. It's yeah. so much easier to tattoo that stupid little four inch by four inch spot on somebody's arm than the rest of their fucking arm. Yeah. And it's way easier to blow out. It's way easier to go too deep, etc. Yeah. It's difficult sometimes to even get a stretch depending on the type of person's like like build, you know, where you get into that stuff. And I've seen a lot of people, especially like with rotaries. Because that push mechanism that's going on, as opposed to you know that that slap stop of the coil, 
trying to get decent saturation in a spot like that is 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 difficult. I think maybe a lot we're going to see probably a lot more of that with people using rotaries now, especially with the propensity of well, like yard it out and bury it. That'll make it stick, which does not work in spots like that. What blows my fucking mind is okay, you you're using these new fangled tattoo machines that you know <laughs> they're all electric and stuff and everybody just cranks those motherfuckers up as hard as they can go and rips through shit uh, but for some reason nobody thinks about the fact that they can just make the machine run slower and softer <laughs> like if you get to that spot on the arm just slow down a little bit take your time and baby it in well yeah like, stop being an abusive asshole when you tap tattoo <laughs> Uh, I've noticed that as well, like uh, with the rotary, I'm still doing my test right now on the fleshy parts of the body, whatever speed that you have it set up when you start rocking and rolling is fine. But you get to those pivot spots, the elbows, wrists, hands, you know, around the crook of the armpit and the shoulder. You have to, especially when your groupings start getting larger, you have to slow down the machine and really take your time and be methodical about your application. Because if you're just fucking zinging it in. The skin ends up just fucking bouncing away from that shit and you're just scratching the goddamn <laughs> surface regardless of how hard you stretch and i mean i bear down on some motherfuckers i'm like Ugh, you know my my liner speeds are between 6.2 to 6.7 yeah 99 percent of the time yeah i get right? yeah, like, that's what it really so. sounds a little illogical because everybody's gonna be like crank that shit up to 13 but <laughs> realistically Okay, your your liner is gonna rip through shit way easier than anything else is, yeah. and that the idea that you have in your head that's been spit at you by so many tattoo artists is mostly from a lot of tattoo artists that were really used to running coil tattoo machines. Yeah. These are rotary tattoo machines, and you don't actually have to run them as fast <laughs> as what a lot of people think you have to run them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coils used to do the thing which we call bog out or bog right down, right where you'd be running and they'd have that nice humming sound and they go me and go Ugh. and it could still move but it would just be like fup, 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 fup. so when they bog down like that you'd increase the voltage to make sure the motherfucker had a little bit more power to pull through that and it usually was a direct uh you know it, it would be directly related to the size of grouping that you're using is the amount of force it's going to take for a three liner to hit into the side of the skin is totally different than a 35 so right you need to just adjust that. With a rotary, it doesn't do that. Rotary speed. That's it. It's not force. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to go slower, turn the machine down. <laughs> yeah, you only get X amount of torque with your rotary tattoo machine. Once it hits this point, more torque to be had. It has more torque to possibly have. Yeah. Yeah. Turn your machine down a little bit and just move slower. Yeah. You're going to yeah. get better ink flow. You're going to do a better tattoo. Mm -hmm. Chill out, you crackheads. <laughs> uh, if you if you are seeing reddish purple spots actually happening in the tattoo, regardless of the area, it can be in the ditch. It can be on the outside of the arm. It can be on the ankle, the foot, whatever. Usually that's caused by you overstretching the skin and not actually using skin tension lines effectively. So if you're stretching against the tension lines, and you start hitting it with a blunt object like a like a needle, even though we consider it sharp in the microscopic sense, it's actually pretty dull. It's going to end up causing small petechias, little ruptures of the capillaries and blood vessels in the skin, which will end up making these like red dots, red streaks or purple marks inside of the skin. It just 
It just means there's blood well, pooling underneath the fucking tattoo. On the other side of that, if you're tattooing specifically the ditch and yeah. you start seeing red streaks, <laughs> send your client to the hospital because they could possibly have blood. <laughs> Especially if those streaks keep going higher and higher up their arm. Yeah. If you don't know how to identify a hemorrhage or a contusion or uh, fucking a- any other type of skin conditions that would be other than normal, don't try and guess. Just send them to a doctor. The doctor is going to say that it's infected regardless because that's the standard of care that you're going to see, especially in the Western world, they're going to take some antibiotics and it doesn't mean that you did a bad job. It just means that the doctor themselves doesn't know how to identify skin conditions and is being safe. So yeah, <laughs> moving on, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> oh, there's another one for the wiping so hard. Why do we wipe so hard? Why don't you just dab? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's kind of funny. Oh, I think that's it. We have so many fucking more to go through. Oh, actually, we could do we could do one more. One more. There we go. Twenty more. I got nothing to do. <laughs> Let's see this. Okay, so there's an argument going on between artists in my shop right now. Some of them think that the pigment is being deposited into the skin by the needles traveling into it. Others think that it's pulled into the skin through capillary effect. Which one's right? <laughs> Technically, it could be both, but it's more correct that suction is pulling the ink into the skin. But that's not to say that a tiny little fucking few specks of ink aren't slammed into the skin with the force of that needle. That's totally easy to believe. But you have to you have to start thinking about shit microscopically, right? So like put a bunch of paint all over an ink pen and slam that shit down into a watermelon right <laughs> all you're gonna see is that watermelon's gonna squeegee all of the ink or paint off of that fucking pen and when you pull it back out there's not really gonna be a whole lot stuck inside that watermelon yeah yeah now if you use a glide on top of it let's say you cover it with a a layer of uh, vaseline which would be to scale about the same as you see on top of the skin. You try the same thing, but slow it down a little bit and pull. You're actually going to get hydraulic forces pulling it in. Now, last one, when you stab it in, have it stop suddenly. Right. And when it stops suddenly, pull it out. You'll see three different things with each one of these. The start stop that you see like with a coil machine where it slaps that top of that coil. The pigment actually ends up shooting down further than where the end of the needle is. It's like a whip. Watch out. So it can end up depositing a bit more into there. It creates a larger cavity. So when the needle is removed, it sucks in a little bit more. Rotaries don't do that. They literally, re- they, they, well, I guess not 100%, but more than a coil machine require that glide and that moisture and that swelling of the skin to be able to actually squeegee and pull that pigment off of it. So you're going to see a lower pigment concentration occur with the fucking rotary machine, which is why most people have to take it slower when they do tattoos with that stuff anyways. You're just not getting as much in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So both, <laughs> yeah. both right, but probably you guys are arguing the wrong points and you're fucking wrong because of that. <laughs> what you should be doing is just, if you, if you can't just picture it in your head, have a little science experiment at the tattoo shop. Like, yeah. You could just go buy an orange and stab a fucking pen into it and see what happens. 
Yeah. It's got a fucking dog fight in the back. Yeah. Mm. I don't know why they're barking. Yeah. Uh, all right. This this will not be the last one because I like this one. I want to know how to behave for my first tattoo when I walk into the tattoo shop. Can you give me some do's and don'ts of etiquette that I I can take in there so I don't look like an idiot? Um, don't be an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> don't assume you know more about my job than I do. Yeah. Oh man, that's you wild. don't. God, you I don't by a mile. Oh so much. Every time it comes down to covers, and I want to talk directly to anyone who listens that's trying to get a fucking cover up. Don't try to figure out how to do the cover up. Just come in with an idea. Bring in the idea. Let us come up with an idea of how to cover it up together. But don't try to find an image that's going to go right on top of it because you literally don't know what's going to work and what doesn't. And untraining that, all that effort that you put in is fucking, it's so time consuming. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, nothing drives me more insane than somebody walking in and go, it's just a small tattoo. It's only going to take you like an hour. <laughs> Bitch, I didn't tell you how long it was going to take me. I won't make that little ass tattoo take me eight fucking hours. Uh, yeah. Don't oh take me. Oh, <laughs> making an assumption. Don't be an assumptive prick. How's that? Don't guess how much it's going to cost, how long it's going to take, or what's going to work best. Yeah, what you should reasonably do is walk in and be like, hey, so I want a tattoo of A. I have a budget of B, yeah. right? And if you feel like being creative, feel free to like show me what you got, you know? Like have them draw what you want, but you're also willing to consider other options. I yeah. always, almost always draw two different designs. I'll draw what I think my client's asking exactly for, and then I'll draw what I want, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> what I want to do is probably going to be way fucking cooler, at yeah. least in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. So as long as they're, they're not like really pushing, like, I want it just like this. You can't do anything else. But like, okay, then you went to the wrong tattoo artist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the good thing about doing the two design thing, especially if it's something that you want to do, you can always save that and try to sell it to someone else in the fucking future. Saving time. This goes back to scheduling. As long as it doesn't have their grandmother's name or something crazy. <laughs> you know, like, hi, Cloris. <laughs> I don't yeah, know why I like Cloris. Uh, it's really easy to be a really cool client for a tattoo artist. You know, yeah. you just, A, realize that, like, you went to them for a fucking reason, right? When you walk yeah. into a tattoo shop, you're commissioning a project from a licensed professional artist. Yeah. Right? Just because we slapped the word tattoo in front doesn't make these people any less of an artist that's the whole point of the goddamn job so <laughs> hear the tattoo artist out don't try to dictate or tell the tattoo artist what to fucking do yeah. right because that's just going to make us hate that relationship we're not yeah. going to want to work with you we're not going to be um inspired or fucking motivated to do the best job we can with this project we're just going to think this guy's a prick i don't give a fuck what he gets yeah <laughs> Yeah, totally. And that goes backwards on the fucking artists as well. Don't vault, don't pitbull your way into getting exactly what you fucking want. It's collaborative. All of this stuff has to be done together. People are paying you money to do your job, not for your fucking opinion. <laughs> they may ask you for your opinion and you can give it to them, but if they don't like it, don't get butthurt. Like, it's not hard to just be like, all right, cool. We'll do whatever you want. <laughs> and 90% of the time, I upsell tattoos because yeah. the person will walk in and like, 
they'll have what they think they want and that's cool i hear them out etc but like when that person's talking about their tattoo designs you know like i have a rolodex of 52 million fucking things in my head that could symbolize or show those ideas so much better yeah so i'll quickly sketch out what they're thinking and then i'll explain and sketch out what i think could work better yeah 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 it's not hard yeah if, if just be an artist at that point in time art happens before the tattoo tattoo is replication so be an artist in front of them work with them talk to them do stuff be a human being and be happy that someone's <laughs> letting you fucking do the job so you make some money Ugh, I was at that Carl. I said Carl posted something up. He's like, why is everyone complaining about being a tattooer nowadays? Yeah, <laughs> it's always been they're like, all bitches. <laughs> I yeah. mean, if, if we're gonna be entirely realistic, like people are seeing this shit all over social media, tattoo artists trying to convince and convey that being a tattoo artist is so goddamn complicated. It's the easiest job on the fucking planet. <laughs> There's there's barely yeah. any set of instructions that you have to follow. You don't mm -hmm. really have to answer to a boss because you're all fucking independent contractors, idiots. Um, you set your basically your own business hours. You basically do whatever the fuck you want to do. Uh, <laughs> you, <laughs> you, 50% of this job entails traveling and getting drunk. Yeah. Yeah. I totally the rest of it's just slapping cartoons on people. <laughs> this is like listening to a billionaire complain about shit, you know? Right. It's just ridiculous. It's like, stop complaining. Your job's cool. You know it. People think you're cool and you just get a fucking draw for a living. Then wake up at four o'clock, like, go for a fucking run. I totally if like you wake up one day and you're like, fuck, my artwork sucks and my <laughs> tattoos suck. <laughs> like if if that's just how you woke up that morning, then like by all means I totally understand that shit. I do that shit at least once a month. <laughs> but that also right there should just be your motivation to seek out some fucking education, you know, and that's even easy to come by nowadays. Yeah. So like, you, you really don't have much to complain about if you're actively trying to do the job better. Yeah. If you're just stuck in a fucking rut being a pissy little bitch, then <laughs> pull up your fucking bootstraps, yeah. man. <laughs> People are like, oh, it's impossible to do that. No, it isn't. <laughs> it's it's really not it's it's really easy to just draw a fucking picture yeah. <laughs> you know if you don't want to draw the picture go trace it just do something if you're trying to seek out fucking uh inspiration nowadays you're getting burnt out just go trace a bunch of shit get back to fundamentals go be a fucking apprentice again something learn a yeah, new style I, <laughs> you gotta think about the idea that like something drew you into tattooing and if it was just the the prospect of getting paid that drew yeah. you into tattooing then yeah you're probably a piss poor tattoo artist but <laughs> you know like if you were sitting there and you were like 14 and you saw the dopest dragon tattoo on the planet and you're like fuck i want to do that then maybe you're just not drawing enough dragons yeah yeah but draw no? a fucking dragon yeah do you find do, some cool shit? Do you remember the first tattoo that you seen that you were like, I want to do this fucking job? He left design sitting on the kitchen table. And I was like eight or shit. But I was totally infatuated with it. This looks cool as hell. <laughs> so I made it a point. I redrew this whole like trying to copy it. And then I, I like left it there so that he could give me pointers because I knew it didn't look as good as the one he drew. 
And essentially, we bantered back and forth, you know, until we get drawing as close to. That was essentially it. They kind of just uh, slingshotted my infatuation with drawing and etc. That's cool, dude. Oh yeah, luck. I uh, mine. I, I went to a place called the Twenty First Century Tattoo in Portland, Oregon. That they they got burnt down or blown up uh, in the nineties. But I was like uh, ten or eleven, and uh, this dude was dating my mom. His his buddy went in and got a Silver Surfer comic book cover, like tattooed on his calf, as just bright colors. You know, like whites and blues and yellows. It's just so you know the nineties like Marvel comics and stuff were so over the fucking top with everything that they did. And this dude who did the tattoo was like bald with tattoos all over his head. He had those big gapped out fucking ears, you know, and just kind of like a weird dude who couldn't talk very well because his lip was stretched. And uh, he just nailed the fucking tattoo. He nailed it so well. It was amazing the reproduction that he had done on it. And the dude who got the tattoo passed out. So it was just like in my brain, this is the fucking coolest thing that I could possibly do. <laughs> I think it's actually a pretty Next. good space to stop. I did want to say that we did have one review come in uh, that said, hey, you should never ride the tube, bro. The thickness of the skin is constantly changing all over the body. You have to be constantly messing with it. Everything you said about riding the <laughs> tube is just not right. It's not a reasonable solution to fixing anything. So, Or you just can do it if you know what the <laughs> fuck you're doing. That's the whole point of an apprenticeship. <laughs> And on that one, that's a big two dudes suck our fucking balls. That's just not going to happen. <laughs> I, I love it. Anytime somebody's like, ah, you're totally wrong on that, bro. You can come sit and watch me tattoo all fucking day long if you want. There's a reason my shit's never blown out. <laughs> there you go, Tyler Hughes. Thanks for that. Uh, and we welcome you to either of our shops in the near future. Um, yeah, <laughs> come on, Gaspar. <laughs> <laughs> I'll teach you how to line, but that's fine. <laughs>our generic outro track thank you everyone for listening remember please go give us a like subscribe review on any of the podcast players or platforms that you enjoy listening to us on and uh thanks yeah thanks thanks for listening to the show we hope you enjoyed it we'll talk to you again next week